This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As you've been hearing and as we've been talking about this morning, for the first time in four years, TransLink has gone through the process of examining the pay and salaries of its executives. And with the help of an independent consultant, they have concluded that they need to increase the range of salaries for their top-level executives, such as the new salary range for the CEO, Kevin Desmond, runs from $406,000 a year to $517,000 a year. So how did they get to this point? And how much of a raise are these executives actually going to get? For more on this story now, we're joined now by Global News Senior Reporter Janet Brown. Hi, Janet. Good morning, Simi. Yes, uh, those are the numbers out there, and they are the result of the executive compensation plan uh, carried out by TransLink. As you say, it's done every four years, the last one done four years ago, and another one will be done in another four years from now. And they feel that it's a more fair and equitable way of looking at salaries of the top executives. Now, this covers a total of 18 executives, Simi, at TransLink. And um, we talked with the TransLink board chair, Tony Gugliata. He feels that the plan is indeed fair, and he says it was aligned with other pay scales at other Canadian transportation organizations. Here's more of what he has to say. On a regular basis, uh, you know, you need to go out to the market and sort of do a refresh of the salary ranges to ensure that you're still sort of with, you know, representing the market. This process here is very common to uh, uh, what companies would do when they're determining sort of their executive compensation plan is they would essentially look at benchmark with benchmarks, which are companies sort of in the same industry and positions within the same industry. And they would determine sort of what the market uh, range would be for those salaries. Um, and then they would sort of establish, uh, you know, the salaries within, within those ranges. So it's a much more fairer way and it's an objective way of sort of determining, you know, what we should be paying our executives uh, because, you know, to be quite honest, our executives, uh, uh, we want to attract and retain them. And if, if an executive does leave and we're trying to recruit an executive uh, from that same industry, that's essentially what the market uh, pays for those uh, positions. And so we want to make sure that we're sort of in the ballpark in terms of uh, our compensation for our executives. Well, it sounds like we're all in the wrong industry then, Janet, because if that's what the market is paying, he said that a whole bunch of times, and we need to be in that market. (laughs) Uh, Let's lay out the numbers for the listeners, as you did a little bit uh, at the beginning here, Simi. The new salary range for the CEO, Kevin Desmond, has been set between 406,000 to the top end, 517,000. Now, that's about 25% higher than his previous range that started at 325,000 and went up to 406,000. Right now, Mr. Desmond makes 405,000 as well as benefits and expenses. Now, it's going to be up to the TransLink board if Mr. Desmond actually gets a pay hike, and that will be considered during his yearly work review. Now, are the numbers too high? Well, they are, according to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation BC director, Chris Sims. Here's what she has to say. Well, this newly approved range is very high. We have to keep in mind that the CEO of TransLink already makes more money in salary than the Prime Minister of Canada. He already makes more money in salary than the Premier of British Columbia. And he's in charge of what is really a regional bus board. And now they've approved this very big salary range 
Again, the board needs to approve the actual salary increase, but this range is concerning. If they increase the CEO of TransLink's salary within this range, he could easily be making more money than the head of New York City's transit authority. New York City moves around 7 million people per day on their transit system. TransLink, half a million. Why on earth would we be paying anywhere near that range? We should be looking for the best case scenario and the best use of our money. And we need to ask ourselves, are we getting better service from TransLink than the citizens are of New York City? You know, it's really not a comparison. And to have them comparing themselves to other CEOs who are making scads of dough isn't justifiable. They need to look at their own house and they need to look at how much money this is costing. And we need to remind people that if they start comparing themselves to CEOs in the private sector, TransLink is paid for through tax dollars, both the TransLink tax on gasoline, the parking tax, forms of property tax, transfer payments, you name it. So all of this is coming out one way or another from taxpayers and ratepayers. And is this a good use of our money? We think this is a big, big price tag. All right, that's Chris Sims there from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. It's so interesting that she used New York as an example, though, Janet, because I've been reading about that system. It's broken. And they've been having a hard time finding (laughs) top talent to tackle the issues that the New York City Transit Authority has. It is, like, absolutely broken. Well, that's interesting. Maybe they'll come knocking on the door of Mr. Desmond (laughs) and offer him a job. Who knows? Right. Um, But once again, though, to reiterate, Janet, like, the raise is not automatic, No, it's certainly not. This is just a suggestion. It's a pay range covering 18 executives. It is a suggestion that this is what these executives should be earning. And I gave you an example of what they've suggested for the CEO, Kevin Desmond. It now goes to the TransLink board. Uh, They do the yearly review with Mr. Desmond. They decide if he deserves a pay hike and and how much of a pay hike, if any. Uh, Let me give you a few more examples of uh, what some of the pay ranges are being suggested for for some of the others. Uh, TransLink's chief financial officer, as well as the heads of the Coast Mountain Bus Company, which runs the buses under TransLink, and also the BC Rapid Transit Company, those ranges for those three jobs, Simi, have been set at a minimum of 279000 up to 372000 And TransLink also sent me an email uh, late yesterday afternoon in regards to this story, and they wanted to lay out a few salaries of others that they used in comparison uh, for this pay range story. And they said, by comparison, the CEO of Metrolinx, which includes the city of Toronto, Hamilton, a couple of suburbs as well, uh, that person makes $506,000. And also the head of BC Ferries, the CEO, Mark Collins, he earns $425,000. So just putting that out there for some of our listeners uh, to offer up some sort of comparison as well. Right. I remember when we went through this uh, under the previous BC Liberal government, Remember the head of BC Ferries was making too much. Like these salaries all got dialed back in the last, what, seven or eight years? They did. And I remember quite a few years ago, um, in the old old days, shall we call it, um, a way back when, TransLink used to give a 
a certain percentage to the CEOs and executives for pay hikes, and that received a lot of criticism. So because of that, they have gone to this new system of, of pay scales and having input from an independent consultant. So they, fe- they feel that this is a more fair way of doing things rather than just giving somebody a percentage for a pay raise. And um, the fact also, I must say, that they offered up the board chair to talk to me, a member of the media, um, I feel that that's been a big improvement, too, for TransLink, because, as I say, in the old days, it was difficult to talk yeah. to anybody about these these things. And, you know, they tried to scurry away uh, before, but at least they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, right. present the other side of the story, shall we say, and some explanation uh, for these increases. So there you go. Just lay it out for the listeners and let's hear what yep. they have to say about this, Simi. Also, the question here, Janet, is and you've been covering this story for a long time. Is the system better run now? than it was previously. Like you talked about broken escalators and broken elevators and all of that. Has that situation gotten better? You know, that's a question you have to ask the listeners. Um, I don't ride the system as much as I used to. Uh, I used to ride it every day, and I used to see all these issues. You know, maybe open it up to the listeners who ride the system. But I did get an email from somebody this morning, Simi, and they pointed out to me um, last week, they took the train from Scott Road Station in Surrey, which is the last stop before they crossed the Fraser River. They went a couple of stops into New Westminster one way without having the compass card, so sort of pay as you go. It was... Uh, they said $4.25. So return, it was, you know, nine fifty or or thereabouts. And they said, you know what? You know, it, the ride was less than 10 minutes. It cost them nine fifty, um, almost an hour's pay at minimum wage. And they said, you know what? It's cheaper it's for me to drive. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do that again. There's also the added cost of parking, of course, if you take your vehicle. But just in terms of gas versus a short ride on SkyTrain, they said, you know what? That's too much for me to pay. That takes an hour out of my salary almost. Yeah. And so, you know, different people have different responses to this, depending on what part of the system they take, how long they go for in the system, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Whether the system is improved under Mr. Desmond, I'm not sure. I can't answer that. Um, you'd have to ask the riders, I think, Simi. I think we and, will. Yeah. All sounds right. good. Thank you Thank so you. much, Janet. You're welcome. Appreciate Bye-bye. your time. That's Global News Senior Reporter Janet Brown, and she raises an excellent point. If you're going to be paying more to the executives, are you getting more out of the system? You're the transit riders out there. You're the people who use the system. Is it better now than it was five years ago?